this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Greg Pukerke. Your guest name today is Christina Orsi. She's our first ever repeat guest on the podcast. We've been doing this over two years, so it's great to have Christina back in the studio. The reason why she came back, she has super exciting news about the University at Buffalo and their new innovation hub, which is helping connect the research that's being done at UB out to the commercial world. Super interesting episode. Really hope you guys enjoy, and thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. So for those that don't know, what is the Innovation Hub? Yeah, the Innovation Hub is a major initiative being led by University of Buffalo, uh, really focused on supporting all of the amazing technology innovations that happen at UB and our partners, Roswell Park, Kaleida Health, uh, Jacobs Institute, and Hotman Woodward. They're all our research and academic health partners. And every day there's innovations happening at our institutions. And the Innovation Hub is really focused on getting more of those ideas out of the lab in the classroom into the marketplace by starting companies and helping them grow right here in Buffalo. So how does this then change how, or does it change how a company interacts with UB? Say, you know, a company from outside of the region comes in, is that process the same? And it's just for ideas that are kind of being generated out of Buffalo? Well, certainly UB still partners with companies, you know, around the world and uh, can help them on their own technology development and do collaborative research and development. But the Innovation Hub is really specifically focused on taking those innovations that are created at our institutions and putting the infrastructure and support around those to enable them to get to market right here in Buffalo. And it's so powerful and it's something we tout all the time is all those institutions that we have and just the clout of the medical campus. How important is it to you to, to kind of be the connector of all of those or at least one, one funnel to get ideas to the marketplace? Yeah, well, that's a big part of what we're doing. We're reaching, you know, all different faculty and in UB's case, students as well that may have, you know, their own technology innovations. Um, so a lot of the focus is in letting them know that, hey, if you have a novel technology, innovative idea for a new product or service, there's support here to help you commercialize that. Um, and the support includes everything now, and really the Innovation Hub has enabled us to provide a comprehensive suite of services from um, um, putting the right business and advisory expertise around the innovators to providing incubation um, support in facilities that can ultimately house the startups and to be able to actually invest in them through a new investment fund. Right. So I want to get into kind of each of those three prongs, but first, I think it might help to frame the conversation. Can you give us an anecdote of a, a company that either, you know, an, an example company X or an actual company that has started to leverage the innovation hub? Sure. So um, uh, one of our faculty members in our medical school has developed um, a new non-addictive pain medication. Obviously, we all know the sort of the crisis right now with addictive pain medications. So he believes that he's uh, developed a new method to be able to treat acute pain post-surgery in a non-addictive way. 
and so he has just recently applied to the new Innovation Hub Proof of Concept Funds, was a successful uh, applicant, and we're now funding some of his early studies so he can continue to demonstrate that his um, technology will actually work in animal models to start with. Obviously, if that's successful, then uh, we help. He has started a company called Chanovix. Um, we've also found an entrepreneur in residence that's experienced in bringing those type of drugs to the market to help provide advice and expertise to him. And so with the funding and the right expertise, if the trials that he's doing continue to go well and show success, then you know we'll help him ultimately raise funds and continue moving that to the market. Right. And a lot of times, st uh, resources for startup companies, I mean, they kind of run the gamut of how mature a company is, but this seems really early stage from the yes. very earliest of a, a germ of an idea. Absolutely. You know, why do you think that's so important to have support at that early point? Yeah, because honestly, if you don't have the support, not enough of that research will ever translate into anything commercial. Um, and unfortunately, that has been historically what's happened at universities, you know, across the country, that there's tremendous uh, innovations and research activity, but without the right support to commercialize those, not enough ever make it to the marketplace. Um, and so again, that's really what the Innovation Hub is about, bringing the right expertise, the right uh, financial investment and services to put around the commercialization of those technologies. Right. So, you know, drawing ideas out of the university, bringing it to market um, more macroscopically, can you talk a little bit about what it means for our region to have those ideas, hopefully turning into companies, hiring people and, you know, producing profit? Absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, really, when you look at any of the, what we would consider some of the most successful entrepreneur tech centers, you know, whether it's Silicon Valley or Boston, you know, at the heart of them, they have a really strong research university where a lot of those innovations uh, started. Um, but what they also had was that infrastructure of experienced entrepreneurs, investors, um, and a culture of wanting to commercialize and being able to support that commercialization. And you can see the impact that that has had on those economies. They're now meccas of, you know, entrepreneur and innovation. And, you know, in Buffalo, we have the same t depth of platform of research when, again, you look at UB and Roswell Park and our other research partners. So we have incredible innovations happening here every day and everything from new medical devices to new drugs, diagnostics, new robotics, new renewable energies, new materials. I mean, it's across the spectrum of technology innovations. Um, and now we have the resources to be able to provide the support to help them bring more of those to the market. And the goal is let's do it right here through either partnering with existing companies or increasingly standing up startups around the technology and enabling those startups to stay and grow here. We have spun out ideas in the past, but unfortunately they've been commercialized in, in a startup that went somewhere else because that's where they found the funding or the support that they needed. Now we can do that right here and have an impact in our own economy. Right, and you look at a company like Athenex, which was a, you know, a yep. project we helped the manufacturing facility down in Dunkirk, I think yeah, it is. Yep. Um, you know, so out of the innovation hub, it's a lofty goal to have 
a bunch of Athenixes, but that's yeah. kind of the goal is a spin out exactly. from the university. And Athenix was started by a faculty member, I don't know, I think almost 12 years ago, right? I mean, in that case, again, oncology drug development, very long pathway, does take a lot of investment. Uh, but they started in our Center of Excellence in Bioinformatics. Uh, we, we housed them early on. They didn't have all the resources in our community then that you needed to uh, help startups, but you know, we're able to ultimately attract uh, an investor and a, a CEO that, that um, you know, brought some of those resources and now are creating their first manufacturing facility and have hundreds of employees in our area. So yeah, that is the goal. We want to have a lot more successes like that right here. And if Athenix, you know, if, if that professor had the idea for Athenix today, would the Innovation Hub be the route to go? Yes, exactly. Um, uh, because we'd be able to, um, you know, again, really bring the expertise and experience in how to commercialize their innovation to partner with the faculty member. Faculty members, in some cases, this is their first journey on commercializing a new technology. They understand the technology. That is their expertise. But what we're bringing is the business expertise, someone who knows how to go to market, how to raise investment funds, uh, how to develop a sales channel, you know, all of those things you need to ultimately commercialize the technology. So you started talking about the some of the things that the Innovation Hub can offer. Um, you talked about incubation and, and lab space. Tell us a little bit about that build out and um, timeline, you know, size, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, uh, U University of Buffalo's downtown building, our Center of Excellence in Bioinformatics and Life Sciences, um, over the next year is being transformed uh, through Innovation Hub renovation funds. Uh, to be able to serve as an incubator. So it'll have a combination of wet lab and office and co-working spaces so that we have a place for these startups to start and grow physically. There'll also be a lot of shared amenities and equipment that in particular, um, you know, a lot of life science and physical science companies need in their early stages and can't necessarily afford on their own. So we're in the design phases right now. It's very uh, exciting um, to renovate uh, the spaces. Uh, the wet labs are actually already built out. They have been for a number of years. Um, over the next year, a number of faculty that currently occupy those spaces are moving to other UB facilities that we now have as we've grown our presence on the Buffalo Niagara Medical Campus. So that enables faculty to move to other facilities with their other faculty member, and then we're able to reuse that space to incubate startups as they start and grow in our community. Yeah. And for those that maybe don't know, because um, I've heard it a bunch in conversation, how important is just available like wet lab space to life sciences companies when we're attracting people from out of the region? I know it's a, a big, a big topic of discussion and even concern at some points. Yeah, well, it's critical because if they don't have the wet lab space to be able to continue to develop their technology, that's a real limiting factor for them. So it's the availability of wet lab space, which. You know, in our region right now, we don't have much wet lab space available, in particular, that's at an affordable rate and that someone doesn't have to pay to build from scratch. Um, and then you sort of marry that with, like I said, a lot of shared equipment and then the other amenities that'll be in the building from, you know, shared conference spaces, access to experts, access to mingle in work and learn from other companies that'll be at the location. 
um, our genomics and proteomics core centers that'll be available to provide industry support. Um, you'll really have you know all the services that that a startup early stage company needs in a facility. And um, tell us a little bit about the the capital options capital fund um, that's a part of the innovation hub. Yeah, so we'll have about a thirteen and a half million dollar fund, uh, and essentially there's two components to it. The first is um, proof of concept grants that are actually made to the researchers who have a new technology. Um, we just launched our first application. We ended up making seven awards to uh, seven different um, principal investigators. And essentially those grants are generally around $50,000 and they're for very specific development milestones to de-risk the technology. Those milestones are informed by industry input. Um, so in the case that I was talking about earlier with the non-addictive pain medication, they uh, got a proof of concept award and part of what that's paying for is actually doing uh, testing in mice to see how long uh, the drug intervention lasts after um, injection, you know, on uh, relieving the pain. So that's a critical kind of next step to demonstrate the proof of concept in uh, his uh, innovation. Um, so that's the first phase of the awards. And then we're, we'll have an equity investment fund that'll be very early stage, first money in into the startup if a startup actually forms um, from one of these innovations. And so in that case, they'll generally be convertible debt and we'll take some equity um, position in the company and make an investment in them. Right. And you're involved in the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Buffalo, not just through UB, but just as a uh, general figure and, and advisor to a lot of people how um, and thought leader how significant is it for Buffalo to have another capital equity option for startups well it's critical because honestly Buffalo still doesn't have enough equity investment options really for early stage and in in, in, in particular in the case of our funding it really is you know first money in right so the highest risk earliest funding is very limited the other pools of that kind of capital in the area are basically 43 north business plan competition which is attracting some of the best and brightest startups from around the world and will continue to do so and launch new york that has an early stage fund um, but collectively you know we have maybe between our fund 13 million 5 million a year from you know awards of 43 north and launches fund you know 20 million dollars for an entire entrepreneur startup ecosystem, you know, that's a drop in the bucket. So while we're very grateful that we have this funding, um, you know, the community needs to continue to attract other investment funds and investment to the area. Yeah, and this seems like a natural next step in our evolution. Exactly, and we'll, you know, our role is really let's help de-risk catalyze more technologies moving from the lab to the marketplace and really get them ready for private sector investment. Right. And that first smaller grant award, that um, that almost seems like a, you talked about how high risk early capital is. That seems like right. a good way to hedge your risk a little bit and, exactly. and weed out you know, things that might not be able to continue to grow. Right. So for a minimal investment, right, we're trying to early on de-risk it and either fail fast, which is okay, 
or you know uh, hopefully uh, get to a uh, critical inflection point in technology where you're ready to move forward and go and you know find your next tranche of funding whether it's through you know um, uh, federal SBIR STTR grants which we've been focusing on helping a lot of these early stage startups attract more of that non-dilutive capital and then ultimately our own investment funds or private investment funds so I want to talk about what success means for the innovation hub let's start with what does short-term success look look like from from your perspective yeah so sort of short term uh is the new incubator opens in about a year from now right and we're able to start housing a lot more startups um the investment fund while the proof of concept has already launched we'll have another round in the fall and we'll actually launch the seed investment fund this this uh, fall so we'll start to make our first few investments um in success uh, in the nearer term looks like we attract a um a portfolio of experienced entrepreneurs and taking ideas from the lab to the market to work with our faculty to start moving these innovations forward that's sort of our near term next year what we're focusing on while we also continue to catalyze more faculty and student engagement in this activity um, who have ideas and um, just need the support and the services. Right. Uh, longer term, it looks like, you know, we have hundreds of spin-outs uh, from UB, Roswell. You know, we're a real engine for innovation and new technology development through startups in our community. And they're going on to ultimately uh, raise private investment, create jobs in our community. Hopefully you have a few major public exits in there. They return funds. So all of the investment funds will go back into creating a sustainable fund. We have lots of millionaires that are angel investors in the next group of startups and the ecosystem continues. Right. And this really is, uh, you know, a plan. There are short-term goals and milestones that you can hit, but a lot of these things, and this is something I've talked with with some of the recent guests, is you'll see the difference five years from now, not five months. Five or 10 years from now in particular, because our portfolio is a lot of physical sciences and life sciences. Certainly there's some software in there that can have a shorter term trajectory, but the reality of the research and innovations that we're doing, you know, they're probably more on the seven to 10 year. So this is a long-term investment in our community, but only if we make these investments, are we truly going to have a thriving innovation economy? Well, Thank you so much for your time and, and being on today. Like I said, I think you're my first repeat guest other than Carolyn in our office, but she doesn't count. Well, I'm glad I was invited back <laughs> and thanks for the time today. We are going to make you, I can't rem- I didn't go back and listen, but we might have changed some of the blizzard around questions. We're going to make you answer them again, if not. If you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? <laughs> flavor of ice cream. Uh, chocolate chip cookie dough. Book or TV show that you'd recommend? Book or TV show that I would recommend? Oh, I can't say some of the TV shows that I watch on the air. Well, Game of Thrones, but, you know, it's over now. That's a good one, though. Alan in our office is watching that right now, so he gives me updates every so often. And I try not to spoil anything for him. (laughs) Text or phone call? Text. Bills or sabers? Bills. Hiking or skiing? Skiing. 
Last question. Chicken wings, drumstick, or flat? Flat. I'm going to listen back and see if that's how you answered the first time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. Bell Ringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded, nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.